the Pro Wrestling Bowl. 35 short stories, including Harley Race, Ricky Morton, Tracy Smothers, and Tim Storm. Along with 300 photos from the independent scene. Taken from Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. Get your book today by going to WrestleVille.com or LanceByChance.com. WrestleVille, it's where wrestling lives. Are you a fan of pro wrestling, comedy, and combat sports? Then we have the podcast for you, because we cover that and much, much more. Do you like to debate with your friends? Do we have the perfect segment for you? It's the 531, where we take any given subject, break it down to a top five. From there, we debate it down to three, and then into that number one spot. If you want to get a hold of us, find us on our social media. Search Working Fans Podcast on any major social media platform. And if you want to find the podcast, search for us on any major podcast platform as well as YouTube. Working Fans Podcast. We put in the work so you don't have to. We want to take a minute to thank our newest sponsor on the show, 482 Designs. That is F-O-U-R, the number is 82 Designs. 482 Designs. You can find them on Facebook by looking up F-O-U-R, 82 Designs, at F-O-U-R, 82 Designs on Instagram. And if you want to email them, Go to four82designs at gmail.com. Pretty soon, we're going to be rolling out some high-quality T-shirts and stickers that were just done by the sponsor. Please check them out for any of your screen printing needs. First off, it's a light years better than our first one. Also, we survived the washer and dryer. They look good, and they're good quality. Nice. And those stickers before Paco chewed them up were amazing. And luckily, we'll be getting some more in, hopefully, before we start selling them to fans. But that's F-O-U-R-8-2 Designs. Combat Cast. It's the man they call Dave and Chevaruni. And, man, we are going to talk about UFC 271 because we are jacked and ready to go for this card. But first, Chevy, tell me what we got coming up. All right, next week on the 19th, we're going to be previewing the UFC Fight Night Dos Anjos versus Fazeev on Rafael Violence. Violence. End of the month, we're going to do on the 26th, UFC Fight Night Dariush versus Makachev. Very excited for that. Going to be, I think, much more competitive than, than a lot of people are thinking currently. So, And then at the beginning of next month, on the 5th, we're going to be looking forward to UFC 272 Covington versus Masvidal. A lot of good fights coming up. Do you think people think Makachev is going to go through Darius? That's what I've been hearing. I mean, people are giving Darius a little bit more respect than they did, you know, Dan Hooker or the other people. I think personally that it's going to be a much harder time for Makachev. Yeah, I think so. I think Darius is just, uh, Darius is so well-rounded. And, and tough. Uh, he's just yeah. real tough. Yeah, and I think he's a better striker, and I think he's just very mentally tough. So, yeah, I think it will be a very interesting fight. This card, this weekend, I know you want to talk about some fights before we get to the main card. Why don't we do that first? Why don't you tell us about some other fights to look out for? I just want to shout out on the early prelims. Alexander Hernandez is fighting Hanato Moicano. I think that's going to be a very good fight. If it wasn't on the early prelims, it's a contender for fight of the night. So if you guys are, are free early on, I would definitely try to watch that one i think it's going to be a good fight 
Is there any other prelim fights too? I thought there was another one you were talking so, about. So that was the early prelims. Yeah. And then on the regular prelims, we're going to be looking, you know, Dave and I are recording from Connecticut. So we like to look out for the Connecticut guys, you know, i.e. Yeah. Glover and this newcomer, William Knight. He just fought Alonzo Metafield in a fight where he ended up coming back after getting rocked early and won a decision. He's fighting Max Grishin, who he his last fight was last year. I think it was in February last year, and he mm. lost to Dustin Jacoby, who's, you know, no slouch, but I think that'll be a good fight, a good second fight for William Knight. Looking forward to that one. And then obviously, you know, we'll get into it a little bit more, but Roxanne Monteferi is going to be her retirement fight against Courtney Casey. Casey is eight now, I think. So she's undefeated. Mm. She's had a lot of love and respect for Roxanne, which is, you know, nice to see. Roxanne is an interesting, interesting fighter. We're all respected by everybody. I'll just go right to the quote here. There's a lot of people that have said some really nice things about her this weekend. But Shayna Baszler, MMA star, now working for WWE, she had this quote, and I thought it was perfect. She's a martial artist, and I think you can argue that she's not the best fighter today, but she is the best martial artist that there is out there today, for sure. That she is definitely someone you point out at the show to show all your fighters you're teaching that's how you should be. I think that's what it is. She's just the ultimate class act. She's only had nice things to say about everybody. She's never, never rude. In fact, I remember one time she got a win over Macy Barber, and Macy kind of was trying to be, you know, well, she was trying to apparently, you know, be like, oh, you know, a gracious loser, but she kind of hijacked the interview a little bit, I thought, at the time. And whether she meant to or not, but Roxy just just let her talk. It was so supportive, and it was like should have been. And it's just like that's just the kind of girl she is. Like she's just a decent all around human being. You know, she's been fighting for a long time, and I think she hoped helped open a lot of doors for other women. A lot of women mm-hmm. give her credit for getting her started. Actually, the uh, article I want to say is on like MMAfighting.com. And there's other quotes, and they put up an Instagram post. That's what I was reading from. And even in the comments, the one of the first ones you see is Roxanne. Great article, guys. Thank you so much. You know, like she's just that way. So super respectful to everybody. She she's has fun. To, yeah. And then, you know, she'll be gracious no matter what. And yeah, that's a tough fight to go on your way out to right now, though. Courtney Casey is definitely a top prospect. So. Yeah, for sure. Roxanne's lost four out of her last six, but her wins were over Andrea Lee, Macy Barber, like you said, and Antonia Shevchenko, Valentina's sister. So those are good fighters. So she stopped people that are, well, she's beaten people that are up and coming. So it's not outside the realm of possibility that she gets this win over Courtney, but she's definitely not the favorite. Yeah, I don't see her getting the win. It's not not a normal possibility, but I just don't see that happening. But you never know. She's definitely. I didn't think she was going to beat Macy Barber at the time. So it, she's always, if anything, she's always game and she's always ready to fight. Mm-hmm. Shall we get right to the main card? Well, also the headlining the prelims is Arlovsky. So oh yeah, you never want to skip over Arlovsky. He he's a legend. He just won't go away. He's four and one in his last five fights, even though he's forty three years old. He's fighting Jared Vandera, who's coming off the Contender Series. He's one and two since signing, but he beat Justin Toth, who who's a tough you know power puncher. He's also the fighter that just 
broke the record for being the first fighter to miss weight at heavyweight. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> Justin Toff is not yeah. Jared. That, that's heavyweight. a good fight to yeah to keep an eye out for. You know, Arlovsky, I don't know how many more years he's going to be doing it, but he's still doing pretty well. So 43 years old. Jared got fighting a night for that, and that guy missed weight. So at heavyweight, Jared actually got, if I remember correctly how it works, he got his bonus too. Yeah, the whole bonus. So good, I you don't look like that. Yeah, at heavyweight. Yeah. <laughs> Any other fights? I see Alex Perez and Matt Schnell. That should be a good one too. Yeah, that should be a good fight too. Yep. I, I think that's really evenly contested. So you might get a three round war on that one too. Yeah, I like Alex Perez a lot. We'll see how that goes. I'm not even gonna pick a winner. <laughs> I don't want to announce. I, like, ah. I mean, this card I got opening up. It looks like oh man, I always struggle with this guy's name, but it's Bobby Green, Nazareth Hap Hapcrass. Yeah, hack hack We just call him Babel, Baby Bumblebee because he looks like a smaller Kelvin Gastelum. And he has had a fight of the night. He's had performance of the night. He's thirteen and four in the UFC. I'm sorry, he's thirteen and four overall. He's five and three in the UFC. He's got nine KOs. He's twenty six years old, which I just want to point that out. Bobby Green, who's thirty five, but uh, he has a submission of the night, performance of the night, fight of the night three times. Bobby's overall record, I actually don't have it in front of me right now, but Bobby has got like 10 knockouts on his resume, eight submissions. Okay, so he's got like 28 wins overall. But what I thought was interesting about Bobby is he fought five times in 2020, fought twice last year. Before that, if you look, he only fought once in 2018, once in 2019. So Bobby's been more active as his career has gotten on. He slowed down a little bit last year compared to 2020, but he probably needed to do that. I I'm very interested. I, I feel like I like Bobby Green in this fight. I don't think he's necessarily the favorite, but I, I think he's just, I like the activity and he's had so many quality fighters. I just think it's interesting, the age thing, because he is a little bit older, so he is a little more beat up. So maybe that'll play a part. I think he's durable. I like Green. I, I'll i say he gets a late finish, a third round finisher. I'm going to agree with you. So Bobby Green, he's very slick. Like his defense is very crisp. I feel like he doesn't get hit too, too often. He doesn't really engage in wars. And I feel like that's where Nazrat really shines is in a war. Right. So and he he does tend to get a little bit wild. I'm high on Nazrat in the future, but I think at this point between these two guys, I'm going to go with Bobby Green also. I think he just has more ways to get it done. He's more well-rounded. So if it does go to the ground or they clinch up and he can, you know, clamp on his neck, I think he's just going to be too technical on the feet for Nazrat at this point. So I'm going to go with Bobby Green late finish too. I think Nazrat will get tired mm-hmm. swinging and missing at Bobby Green and then get finished. Yeah, and for the record, Bobby's got 41 fights overall, too. 28 wins, 10 losses. And I think that's just important because, again, besides the activity, Bobby's got a lot more experience. Absolutely. So then I got, I'll see if I get this one. I got Kyler Phillips versus Marcelo Rojo. Rojo, yep. Rojo, okay. Yep. Rojo is 16 and 7. He's 0-1 in the UFC. He's got eight wins, six subs. So that tells me that he's only gone to the distance twice. He likes to bang. Phillips. Has had performance of the night, fight of the night twice, nine and two, three and one in the UFC, five knockouts, one submission, so three times decision. Phillips seems like the more well rounded, just looking at the records and then looking at some of the stats here. I don't know. I'm going to go, I think, with Phillips here. I feel like Roho looks like kind of just kind of a brawler to me, but I, I don't know enough about the guy, so to be fair, but I'm going to go Phillips and I'll say he gets it done round two, TKO. 
I'm thinking that I'm going to go with Phillips as well, just based on strength of schedule. He's fought the tougher guys fighting in the UFC. Also, there's going to be a little bit of pressure on Rojo because he went 0-1 in his first attempt out in the UFC. You know, you might not get a third shot if you lose this one. So I'm going to go with Kyler Phillips' decision. Trying to see what we got next here for our next fight. I lost my little notes. We got uh, Cannoneer versus Blonde Brunson. Yeah, there you the next go. three fights are fire, <laughs> as the kids say. I like it. So Brunson, yeah, let's look at Brunson here first. Brunson has won his last five in a row. This guy's fought everybody, man. He's got fight of the nights two times with Romero and Whitaker. He hasn't uh, lost since he fought Izzy yet, right? Is that right? Yeah, I think that was his last loss. Yeah, he turned it around after that really well. Brunson mixes up wrestling. And his striking really good. The knock on Brunson before this win streak was always that he was a little reckless at times. And that caught, look at the Alligator Man fight with Jacare Zuzo. Like he's got knocked out early in his career at Strike Force and then later on a fight that I thought he would have won at that point in his career. But he just rushes in and he did that without Asanya too. And he did it with Whitaker early on in his career. They had this mm-hmm. crazy brawl. But he's really, really tightened up his game the last several fights. That being said, Jared. Kenier has only lost to Robert Whitaker recently at middleweight. I think that might be his only loss at middleweight, too. It was a decision. In fact, I'm looking at it now. Yeah, that's his only middleweight loss. Before that, he was fighting at light heavyweight. He uh, he even fought a fight at heavyweight at one point, too. couple fights at heavyweight, I think. Yeah. So Kenier is, yeah, he's had like three performances of the night. He's beaten like Jack Hermanson, Anderson Silva, David Branch, Calvin Gastelum. I like Jared Kanner in this. Brunson's really tightened up his game. He looks really good, but I just think Kanner is the real deal. The only thing that concerns me is I'm looking at this last fight with Kelvin Gaston. That was August of last year. I feel like Brunson's been a little more active. And again, I just kind of favor activity. I, I think he got injured in that fight. I think that's why he's been out. Yeah. I'm not sure, but I think he had an arm injury or something. I thought he did too. That's another thing that makes me a little cautious. But I really, I think... And I always had this feeling he was going to be one of those guys fighting with the Whitakers and the Adesanyas at some point. And I think we will eventually see him fight Whitaker again or have his fight with Adesanya. Won't surprise me if Brunson gets it done. This could go either way, but I'm going to pick Jared Kennedy by decision. This is going to be the one of the uh, rare times that we disagree yeah. on, a, on a fight. So I'm going with Blonde Brunson. Like you said, he used to be reckless with... he. He has an awkward striking style where he really lunges in with long punches, which kind of leaves him open. But lately, he's been really good about lunging in with those punches. And as his opponent starts to go backwards, he changes levels into his wrestling, which, you know, he pins people up against the cage and takes them down and they just can't do anything. He's been so dominant in those positions. So I don't see Cannoneer doing anything different. The only problem is is cannoneer has the power to knock brunson out if he touches his chin because brunson has been knocked out before like we talked about right i just see brunson is on a mission to get back to that adesanya fight so i think he's hoping adesanya wins Mm -hmm. against whitaker timing wise he'd be next in line i think you know with them fighting on the same card and he has you know however many wins in a row i'm gonna go with brunson i think it'll be a decision though because cannoneer is tough yeah, I will say, I mean, I think with the wrestling, you know, it's interesting. Like, he likes to pin him up in the cage, but I think Kenner is good in that clinch. He also likes them leg kicks, too, once in a while. You know, see that Anderson Silver fight. 
where he wrecked Anderson Silva's leg. But we'll see. Like, we're going to respectfully disagree on this one. But yeah, I think this should be a good one. This could even be fight tonight. <laughs> so. I won't be surprised if Cannonier knocks him out or something, but I would put my money on Brunson. We got a couple of bangers next. <laughs> Derek the Black Beast Lewis and Ty Bam Bam Tuvasa. God, I just want to read a couple of these stats off of Derek Lewis here. Most knockouts in UFC history, 13. Most knockouts in UFC heavyweight history. Tied most finishes in UFC heavyweight division with Frank Mir. Performance of the night four times. Fight of the night three times. He's the favorite as far as I'm concerned because both have a similar style. And I think he's the heavier hitter. However, not going to be surprised if Ty pulls this off because I think they're just going to bang. And Ty might be a little quicker on his hands. I was thinking the same thing. He, yeah. I think he has the speed and the timing. Yeah. Right. And Lewis has the power. Yeah. I smell upset, actually. Uh, so I, I think Derek is probably the favorite. But I'm going to say Ty. And I'm going to say round one because I think it's going to be a shootout. And I think someone's going out in round one. I am very torn on who is going to win this. I think it's, you know, it's just a matter of who lands the first clean shot because I think they're going to stun the other person. Like I said, I I would give Lewis the power advantage, but I think that overall technique wise that Ty is the better fighter. I think his speed and timing is what he really needs to rely on. Because they're going to get in some sort of fast exchange. Mm-hmm. It's going to have everyone on the edge of their seat. My hands will be sweating. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Are we going to get a shoey at the end or some awesome fucking promo <laughs> from Black Beast about how his balls are hot or something? I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to go with Lewis. I I, I, I love both guys, but yeah. I kind of want Ty to go on to you know possibly be champion. Lewis doesn't really seem like he is interested, but... Uh, unfortunately i think i'm gonna go with lewis even though i prefer ty to win yeah i like them both as well and i might be going my heart a little bit because i think lewis has had that shot and i think it'd be a really cool story if ty does i can see him pulling it off though i also could see him getting knocked out in the first round as well plus last i don't know if there'll be extra this fight is in houston in Derek's hometown and the last time the fight was in houston he was the main event and he shit the bed against cyril gaunt so i don't know if it'll because he's not the main event is there less pressure i'm not sure that makes me feel bad (laughs) yeah Yeah, man i don't want to lose now but i made my prediction i'll stick with it all right, main event time. Man, I'm looking at like Robert Whitaker, some of his stuff here. Former UFC middleweight champion, interim UFC middleweight champion, the first champion out of Australia, ultimate fighter smashes winner. I believe it was Australia and UK. I'm not sure, but it was an ultimate fighter competition out of there, mm-hmm. and he won. He had a knockout of the season. He's had fight of the night five times, performance of the night three times. And then we got Izzy. You know, kickboxing champion, now the UFC middleweight champion. We've got a couple boxing fights, too. Has anybody rose up the ranks quicker than Izzy Stylebender? I mean, Adesanya. I mean, it's just, this is crazy. I know Stylebender smoked him in the first fight. And I see some people online saying this ain't, some people are really, like, are kind of agreeing with us and saying this is going to be high-level technique. And then I see some fans that are like, no, Izzy's just going to smoke him. And I say, I don't think so. I think... Robert Whitaker is so much smarter than that, and I think he's going to have a great game plan. Does it work? We'll see. Like I, Chevy said last week, I think we're going to see Whitaker try to use some wrestling, but Adesanya constantly improving. Great takedown defense as it is. In fact, I'm going to say 
I don't know of any guy who came from a boxing kickboxing background and had to adjust in MMA has adjusted better in terms of takedown defense than style better than I can think of. I'd say Wonder Boy up until recently. I mean, his takedown defense was phenomenal until right. the last few years where, you know, he's fighting the top of the top. Yeah, they're comparable, I think. Yeah. Oh, man, at the end of the day, I could see Whitaker winning this. All right, screw it. I've already picked one upset. Let's go. Let's, let's make some outlandish claims here. I'll go with Whitaker. Decision. Oh, man. I'm also going to go with Whitaker. So... <laughs> thing is his team has been talking about how they want to wrestle Izzy in the middle of the cage to do that they they need to draw Izzy into Bobby Knuckles but he's a counter fighter so he's not really gonna go forward so that's the only like flaw in their game plan that I'm seeing because otherwise you're gonna get a fight where it was you know him versus Yoel or whatever where they just nobody touched each other though nobody went forward the whole time so i'm hoping that's not what happens Bobby right. Knuckles might get knocked out right I yeah feel like he's the least patient out of the two i feel like isby is pretty good but he will put that boring fight on he showed us he's has whereas i can't think of a boring fight i've ever seen robert whitaker in no israel it will be patient and he will be better if it comes to you know countering one another He's the best in the business. So, yeah, he's going to have the range also. So I just foresee him winning it if it comes down to that. If Robert can engage him and then change levels and go to the wrestling and get a takedown in the middle, even if he doesn't finish him on, on the ground, that's going to wear on Izzy. That's going to score Whitaker points. I think his stand-up is... His stand-up, obviously, Adesanya is, I think, the best when it comes to stand-up, definitely in the division. But Whitaker is very close behind him, I think. The only problem is, is I just don't see... I don't. I can't really explain it. I just think that Whitaker is going to fight smarter. I, yeah. I don't see him, like, rushing in and being emotional like he was in the first fight. You know, Adesanya talked all that shit, and it got into Whitaker's head. He even admitted it. And I, I think he's just going to have a better mentality going into this fight. He has less pressure on him. There's more pressure on Izzy to get it done. And I kind of think that Adesanya is overlooking Whitaker. I saw a quote where he was talking about people have been giving Whitaker more respect in this fight and thinking that he's going to do better. And Adesanya was like, what, did he invent a new move or something? Like, we're just going to do the same thing and I'm going to knock him out again. So I don't know if that's the right mentality going into this fight. And I think that might be the difference. Whitaker's no slouch. You can't overlook him. He's, I think, going to just find a way to get it done. I don't think it'll be pretty. I think you're going to see a lot of wrestling, a lot of dirty boxing, a lot of just takedowns and him hanging on him on the cage maybe. But I think he gets it done. And then we see a rubber match. And in the rubber match, you might see Adesanya take it seriously and uh, destroy Whitaker again. But for this way, I'm going to go with Whitaker. I think I wonder if it's going to. I wonder if Whitaker will use some leg kicks on this fight too, maybe to engage him and get him off his game a little more. See, I think that will open him up to getting countered. If he throws leg kicks, he's on one leg. Adesanya has reach. Right. I think that's going to get him countered. So maybe he throws one or two, but yeah. I think you're going to see a lot of feints. And then when he uses his, you know, blitzing technique that he has, he blitzes in. And when Izzy, you know, pulls his head back, he shoots in to his hit. I think they're studying that Jan fight over and over again. I'm sure they are, but also Whitaker is not Jan. He's, he doesn't have the size and power right. that Jan does. So you can get an idea of what you want to do, but I don't, you can't implement the exact same plan. 
Izzy's also evolving all the time, it feels like. It's- Absolutely. Man, you picked Whitaker, but in that process, you kind of made me feel like I should pick Stylebender. <laughs> I, I, I know. I I am torn. I wouldn't be surprised if Stylebender won if, you know, I just think it's a mentality thing, which, you know, he could be saying one thing and thinking another. Yeah. So. All right. Well, we made our predictions. Banger of a fight. Looking forward to this card this week. Great card. Great card. And uh, actually, I think uh, I'll even say the main event will end up being fighting tonight, too. I think these guys turn it up. We'll see, though. All right, why don't we hit them one more time? What do we got coming up? Next Saturday on the 19th, we have USC Fight Night Dos Anjos versus Faziv. And then on the 26th, we're going to be previewing USC Fight Night Dariush versus Makachev. And then on March 5th, we're going to be doing UFC 272 Covington versus Masvidal. It's going to be a huge fight. Grudge match. All right, folks, got some good stuff coming up. Get ready for the fights this weekend. As always, it's a pleasure. Thank you, guys. All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's Working Fans Wrestling Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Working Fans Wrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google Podcast, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week. 